Delish. And then food and wine. So hard to keep these in line. Oh, I didn't mean to rhyme. God, shut up. Shut I up, didn't. Shut up. None of that was intentional. Well, all of that is in. Tuesday podcast episode 406. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is the Fubi Kwans of podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. That's too bad. See, Sam was like, you're never going to get this. And I was like, yeah, I am. I'm going to Google it, bitch. And I'm never going to get Fubi Kwans. I, there are like eight different ways to make up the first word in that. If it's one word, I don't know. Oh, God. Hey, everybody. This is going to be a frustrating episode for me because I'm just going to be thinking about Fubi Kwans the whole time. But but we're going to not be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Miller and Yingling and some hot new brewery, some up-and-comer. Can't wait to find out who that is. And we're going to talk about all of that with Boris. Hey, Boris. Hello, hello. What's up? How you doing? Oh, you know. Uh, same as the past year and change, but, uh, a little better because I got my shot, my first shot a few weeks ago and get my second shot tomorrow. I, uh, went to a brewery today with some friends and, uh, I'm having a great day. That's cool. So yeah, I was going to say, I mean, it's gotta be, it's gotta be getting a little, a little better for you out there. Yeah. You know, can't complain. We got it like as soon as it opened to people without like medical conditions Uh, yeah and at this point it seems like there's pretty much a shot for anyone who wants one so now we just need to work on people who don't want one yeah uh sam sent me a lot of articles about giving free beer to people who don't want vaccines but we're not going to talk about any of them um instead i'm going to ask sam is fubi kwans the abbot of the katsupari monastery in the buika magna mountains of northern tibet no Damn it! I don't think so, but honestly, mate, so Fubiquans is a matter of much debate. Uh, how are you spelling Fubiquans? Uh, many ways, and then I just went through a whole bunch of different, like, Facebook suggestions until I got to something. This is, this is, I mean, it's weird. So he this, is, this a, he is like, mm, depending on who you ask, a real or fictional religious leader. So the fact uh-huh. that you're talking about this, and it is like... Depending on who you ask again, maybe an Eastern-influenced religion. So so maybe that's who you're talking about? That's not what he's most well-known for, though. So I'm going to say no. Okay. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Periodically, I'll stop listening to whatever you're talking about and search another Fubi Kwans. Uh, but first, I want to hear, Boris, we didn't even get to what you were drinking. So uh, pop that beer open. Let me know what you're going to be guzzling this week. That's- Right, so today I went to Trillium Brewery, which is uh, located just down the road here in not-so-sunny Massachusetts. I have um, Dialed Down by Trillium Brewery, which is an India Pale Ale brewed with Sauvignon Blanc grape juice. Uh, It is 7.1% ABV, and I just popped the can open. 
I'll just shoot it straight from the can for a sec. So I don't know anything about wine, but that's those are wine grapes. Why would they waste fancy boy wine grapes on a beer? It's a great question, Samuel. I don't know. Let's see. It's I guess it's a little sort of fruitier than a normal IPA. It's really just pushing New England IPA range. Let me uh, just go ahead and pour it out here. And now, I know that you're a man who stacks paper to the ceiling and sits on 24-inch chrome. Uh, <laughs> did, this, did this beer, like, run you heavy in the way that I would expect a Sauvignon Blanc might? Um, I mean, Sauvignon Blancs, you can get cheap ones, you can get fancy ones. Uh, like, one of Ruth's favorite wines is uh, called Oyster Bay, and they're, like, you can get them on sale for, like, seven bucks a bottle, but they're, like, usually ten or eleven. Um, I think this was like 20 bucks for four 16 ounce tall boys, which is a little more than I usually pay, but you know, I got it straight from the brewery and it's kind of a, a special of theirs. So it's really cloudy. It's one of those opaque, but light colored beers that can really right. only ever be, uh, New England IPAs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this just tastes like a typical New England IPA. Like I don't really taste any grape flavor or sort of wine flavor um maybe it's a little sweet maybe it's a little fruity but it's just kind of that generic new england ipa fruity which it's not even labeled as new england ipa it just says india pale ale so i don't know we'll see we'll see how it unfolds well i have two eyeballs so i can tell you that's a hazy ipa it is hazy AF. i will give you that right away now tyler Uh, i could tell exactly how not engaged you were with that so do you want to hint yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, my hint is another word that you should Google along with its name that also is spelled difficultly and I will not help you with. Uh-huh. Try Ekinkar. Okay, so that is that is the guy I found. F-U-B-B-I-Q-U-A-N-T-Z. Okay. The Mahanta, the living master during the time of the Buddha. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm living, a bunch living, of weird shit about this guy. You're talking about the living Ekmaster? Ek, short for Ekinkar? Come on. Apparently. Obviously, it's short for Ekinkar. Everyone knows this. The thing is, Ekinkar was, if you, like, believe in historical evidence, formed in the 20th century. So he probably was not uh, the living Ekmaster in time of the Buddha around 500 BC. Uh-huh. Basically, they they backdated all of their history uh, uh-huh. to, like, make it seem like an, an ancient Eastern religion, even though they're See, full of shit. here you go. He is now the guardian of the temple of the Katsupari Monastery. See, I had this right from the beginning, you Samuel. Ha- he's he's better known as a former living Ekmaster. Wow. If you, you l- know, listen, the answer the judges were looking for were former living Ekmaster. All I'm saying is that the internet says Jesus might have found him. So Right, yeah. That's all I got for you. Uh, speaking of things Jesus might have found, who knows? Um, I've got Dogfish Head's Mango Smoothie. A fruit tart ale is what it calls itself. It's 6.5% ABV. Um, It claims to be brewed with a whole bunch of shib that actually isn't on the bottle. It has like cardamom, mango, lactose, some other stuff. But it's not not on the bottle. It's only on the the six-pack carrier. Uh, it looks like a mango smoothie. It's got the same mango color. It's completely opaque. No real head to speak of. It smells sour. 
Ew. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, I really like mango, too, so that's too bad. I feel like the lactose is coming off as, like, yogurty, And maybe some people would like that, but I'm not a big yogurt fan. So it's just kind of, like, funky and kind of ruined for me. I don't know. It's funky, sweet, a little yogurty. I'm not super into it. You so, guys. so would it be fair to say that it's less of a fruit tart ale and more of a toot fart fail? Oh, that's a really great way to. That's a really great way to put that, Sam. I don't even mind wow. that you're dabbing this time. You earned it. Yeah, you, you did. The triple nice. gotcha. What's good though? Dabs. What's really good about this beer is, um, so usually I get a U Pick Six. And this week I forgot, so um, thankfully I have a six-pack of this beer that I don't like. <laughs> That's good. Uh, good. Yeah. On the bright Sam, side, when you pour it up your butt, you don't taste it. Is that part of the Eckmasters uh, discipline? Uh, listen, say what you will, but I'm no Fubi Quants. <laughs> okay, well, I am, so I'm saying it is. That's right. Do you want to guess where, like, the center of Eckenkar... Uh, in modern times is minnesota bitch well, nebraska you, you would guess correctly because you googled it i suppose i should have known you no, might know a thing or two about eckengard by now because i'm ubi quants and <laughs> i've used the power of eck to understand the mysteries of the universe Man, one, one mystery nebraska which is close <laughs> to minnesota that's true one mystery that i'm choosing not to look into the ether and and uh, uncover is what you're drinking sam so why don't you tell us Oh, oh! You're choosing not because you could. You could just know. I could. Right. Right. You could have astral projected over here and looked over my shoulder, but I put the ass in astral projection, baby. Tyler could actually just do this whole thing by himself, I think, because he knows what we're gonna say. So, yeah. why are we even wasting our time? Honestly, here? he oh. does perfect imitations of both of us. So, for all the listener knows, this is just all him in a room. I hate that, actually. Oh, that's so... cool. It could like be like a on, fake. <laughs> on like TV shows where characters like like pretend to be like pretend to switch bodies or whatever. I hate it. Like, hey, they just seen, uh, my favorite movie, Face Off. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Face Off. I know that's like the whole premise. But on there's like an episode of Comedy Bang Bang where he and uh, Scott Ackerman and Weird Al are like, we'll just like switch faces and live as each other. And the it I don't know why, but it bothers me on a on a atomic level. How do you feel about one character playing many twins or clones or something? Or, or one actor, rather. So one actor oh, well, is playing Well, you're talking about Orphan roles. Black. I, I, I am. I love Orphan Black so much. It's very good. Yeah. I got to a point with Orphan Black where I I was losing track of the fact that it was the same actress. And like one one of the clones would like not be on a few episodes in a row. And I would feel bad for her. I was like, it's a shame she's not getting any screen time. It's the same actor. She's still on. She's still on, Samuel. It's okay. Costume is going to be okay. She doesn't exist. Funnily enough, Tatiana Maslany is actually a huge Comedy Bang Bang fan and has been on many of the podcast episodes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, really weird. Uh, but what are you drinking, goddammit? Anywho, I have from Wiley Roots Brewing Co. a beer that... Um, is not now seasonally appropriate, and perhaps never was, Cadbury Cream Milk Stout. So this is a, um, it's a Pad Cadbury Cream Egg Stout. So it's like an 
Easter, i.e. spring-themed dark beer. Seems weird. 9.5% ABV? Damn. Well, I thought you said Catsbury. Like, oh, I did, cats. baby. I did. It's a pun. It can't be Cadbury, oh, or they'd get in trouble. I'm actually kind of surprised they haven't gotten in trouble. Oh, that... Okay, interesting. Well, I was going to think about a plant that was called, like, a Catbury plant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. B- B-U-R-Y, not berry. This beer is too sweet. You. This is to a point where I'm like, this is a very low-alcohol liqueur as opposed to a high-alcohol beer. Is it viscous? Yes. Ugh. It's it's thick, it's thick real thick and juicy. <coughs> it got the juicy bubble. Makes lots in trouble. Things Sammy G's bubble. in trouble. Trying to drink down that double. Right. Sam, does does your anaconda want some? I listen. I'm just kind of tired, man. I'm like. <laughs> I have a lot going on. I have a lot of stress. Don't talk to me about what my anaconda does and does not want at this point. Oh, my anaconda is going to do what it's going to do, and I'll I'll thank it for participating. Whom amongst us can be responsible for our anacondas? That's a Hopefully terrible message to send. Yeah. Hopefully all of us. America's boys. youth, keep an eye on your own goddamn anaconda. Although I do have something that's just going to – it's going to get your anaconda all out of control because it deals with uh, the hottest eligible bachelorette in all of Europe. Oh, oh. <laughs> Newly back on the market, townandcountrymag.com, Queen Elizabeth is now selling beer and gin. So if you weren't like, damn, I got to take uh, advantage of her loneliness to get you know all of the UK – well, now she's also brewing that liquor, baby. She's not actually doing it herself. Queen Elizabeth has approved the sale of a range of beer and gin. It's being brewed from plants grown on the monarch's Sandringham estate in Norfolk, wherever that happens to be in England. They are releasing two different beers, a bitter and a golden IPA. They are $5.50 for, I think it's a pint bottle, but I'm not entirely sure about that. Well, let me start by saying, I'm so glad that she's doing this. I just, I, I just am concerned that all of the money that she gets from the citizenry for contributing nothing to society <coughs> might not have been enough to sustain her. So I'm glad she has right. an extra source of income. Right. Yes. I do think this is actually sold at like the the Sandringham Estate gift shop. Like that's that's where you buy this. Okay. That seems like the right place to sell this. <laughs> Well, because so, the, the only people who are going to go there are tourists who are, like, built for spending money for no reason. And I guess, like, people who are super into the Regency for no reason? I I don't think there are very many, like, British citizens who, like, hang on the Queen's every move to well, buy things. Dog, but I could, there, oh. there must be, otherwise there wouldn't be a Queen no more. Yeah, what about all those dirty Irish uh, or dirty orange bastards in Northern Ireland? <laughs> Boy, I thought this was how sentence was going somewhere uh, else. It's going basically. Yeah, the I same thought it was going to be really bigoted, and instead it ended up very bigoted. All right, here's here's my theory on on the monarchy in England: is uh, never underestimate the power of people to just like continue doing the easiest thing or following the path of yeah. least resistance. Yeah. And I think yeah. a lot of them are like, you know what, she's useless, but it's like easier to just leave her there in that palace 
than to like I don't know like can't cancel the queen yeah. like or not the queen anymore like then we have this like homeless old lady that we gotta Good. deal with Good. And someone's like, oh, well, I don't want her, like, in my house, so what do we do? It just makes me think about all of the, like, the crazy people who are like, well, I don't want my tax dollars going to, and then list 50 different completely reasonable things for tax dollars to go to, like health care and Planned Parenthood and public education and that sort of thing. Can you imagine putting that person in England and their tax dollars going towards this rich old lady getting richer for no fucking reason? Well, I guess that's why they're Americans, Sam. I like fundamentally. Well, well <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose you're right. But like, I guess just like put them in England and watch them spin. Yeah, maybe yeah. selling beer to tourists is their way of like reducing their tax uh, impact and like fundraising from other people instead. Absolutely not. But, yeah, something, something tells me it's probably not. Yeah, I think it's crazy. Like, from a political standpoint, functionally, the British monarchy is, like, nothing. You know? Like, if they ever tried to say no, I think everybody would just be like, eh, uh, whatever. But with that being said, I think it's crazy that we have diplomatic relations with any government that has a monarch as its head of state. Like, like I just said, like, our whole thing was like, uh-uh, no, no kings. And then we're like, oh, what's up, Saudi Arabia? What's up, UK? What's up, UAE? It's all good. I think the UK is a little different from the other ones in that they're really ruled by the prime minister. I, well, I, I did say that at the beginning of my screed, Samuel. And now what is a screed? It's what I just did. It's, it's what he does. <laughs> it's just like a shout about. Yeah, exactly. It's one of my goofs. I don't know. With with all of that being said, I would try this. I don't think I would buy it. I don't think I could, like, in good conscience, buy this. Uh, but if if I could get my hands on it without paying for it, sure. Especially, like, I think it's cool when you grow stuff, like, grown in a... Or use stuff grown in a certain area. I think that's neat. I just don't want to give any money to the monarchy. I mean, I, I would... I would drink it, and I would even buy it. I mean, of course... As Boris well knows, as we referred to earlier, I'd have to get a, a ladder to get the top to the top of my pile of cash stacked to the ceiling. But That's right. I would just yeah grab grab some bills off the top of that and um and oh, you don't kind of jenga the the stacks of money, so you just kind of pulling out of the middle when you need it. Oh, well, I, it's because I don't want to get drowned by an avalanche of my own money. Oh well, yeah, that's fair. I'm sure you know how it is. Die a Scrooge McDuck type death. <laughs> Man, I used to think he was a villain. Weird. Weird how things change. <laughs> Smells like a bunch of pennies. <laughs> it turned out Christmas was the villain all along. <laughs> now that's that's true. what that's I've been saying. Yeah, that's something that we've known. Every uh, every year I do the same bit with my in-laws about what a shame it was that the Grinch lost his convictions and... and <laughs> assimilated with the popular culture and every time they do not think that it is funny <laughs> well that is why you must continue <laughs> of course well i'm a dad now so i know that the secret to to a successful joke is making it as many times as possible <laughs> right 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 oh jeez. uh well boris uh with that what have you been up to recently not dadding around as uh, far as I, i'm aware yeah what have i been up to uh getting my garden ready Oh, 
Actually, we have we have some uh, some beef to squash here. I think. Oh, wh- who whom uh, has some beef to squash? Uh, you and I, Samuel. Nice, oh, nice. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I mean, My butthole was so tight, and I'm loosened right back up. All right, so let me let me preface this by saying I submit, you win. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a while since uh, since I was on and, and Sam was on at the same time, and since then. Um, We've gotten a response. We are in the in the throes of wedding planning, and we've gotten a, a response from Samuel that, uh, regrettably, he and his wife and their new child are not going to be able to travel uh, to New England to right. visit. I'm not going to get on an airplane full of people coughing with a baby that is six months old. Correct. It's like you don't even care about your friend Mike Boris. <laughs> so, right. So my question to you, I guess, Tyler, and to the listeners is... Uh, for putting the health and safety of his family in front of me, uh-huh. uh, what what punishment should we should we subject Sam to? Oh man, that's a good question. It's I it's think... funny you say that because I emailed. Well, so Ruth was the one who uh, kind of obviously is uh, spearheading this whole campaign. So I mostly emailed Ruth about it, and then Boris mostly chimed in, and Ruth was like. Yeah, dude, it's cool. Honestly, I'm surprised how many people are coming. It's kind of weird. Uh, and then and then Boris was like, I'm going to kick your ass. Actually, I think <laughs> Boris said, now you have to drink a 40 because it was right around 40s on 140. <laughs> or 40s on 140. No, four loca for 400. Jesus Christ, yeah. we've done so many mistakes, I lose track. <laughs> That's right. I, well, it, yeah. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the, the thing I proposed on the spot was it was like the day after we had had our, our four locos for 400th episode. And so I told Sam, it looks like you might be drinking a four loco after all, but, uh, I figured maybe Tyler or one of our listeners is more creative than I am. I kind of feel that Sam is, uh, already living his punishment in that <laughs> he has to, you know, not go anywhere and deal with a child all of the time. <laughs> but, um... I do feel that making him do something else would be funny. So, geez, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like this beer very much. Can it be that? Judge I, that's that's my Solomonic ruling. Yeah. Gee, I don't know. <laughs> we'll cut Sam in half, and then half of him can come to the wedding. That's a good idea. Now, do you want top half of Sam or bottom half of Sam? Uh, see, I was thinking of doing a symmetrical oh. cut in the middle. No, well, if you're going to do that, remember, I'm left-handed. The left side is stronger than the right side, which is not, you know, a normal person. I would want. I would really, want. Yeah. I don't really need you for any dexterous tasks at the wedding, but uh, you might need to change a diaper or something. So maybe, maybe you should keep the left half. I would. I would also take the right half, just so that way I know I'm going to be able to to defeat him if it comes to that. Not only is he half a man, but I've taken the weaker half. Like I'm putting myself in a good position, you know what I mean? It, it is worth noting, though, Tyler, if you're worried about um, being more or less of a man than me, I dress right. Hmm. Well, I feel like we'd still be, we, we're still taking some off the, the, the base, you know? Maybe that'll even things out. Maybe. I, I dress pretty far to the right. <laughs> it's just wrapped around his midsection like a belt. <laughs> I'm a little worried that Boris doesn't know what that term means because he seems confused. I'm like picking it up from context clues. Yeah, you are, baby. I think somehow we've gotten back to Sam's anaconda. 
<laughs> you certainly have. You cannot escape it. <laughs> This conversation. That has been three taxes experience. <laughs> Just when you think you've you've gotten past it. Anyways. I read this is not actually funny. And it's about a real anaconda and not a penis. Oh great. <laughs> but there Dude. was a woman there was a woman and I believe Laos who like disappeared while like tending to her chickens and they found her inside of an anaconda. How's she doing in there? Um, dead. Ah, bummer. Okay. But like, damn, that's crazy. You know, like we have we have a lot of problems in the United States, like a lot of problems, like systemic racism and childhood poverty and the richest nation of all in all of eternity and like mass shootings. But if I walk outside, I'm almost certainly not going to be swallowed whole by a snake. By anything, really. (laughs) That's true. Is an anaconda one of those that? Like, venoms you until you fall asleep and then it eats you whole? Or is it a constrict you until you die and then it eats you whole? I believe, I believe it's a constrictor, but I'm not a snake expert. I just, I... Listen, I have no interest in being in a room with any sort of huge snake that wants to kill me. Yeah. But I just would think they don't move that fast. I feel like if a constrictor started to constrict me, I would just, like... You know that that drill that football players do, that agility drill with the tires. I feel like I would just like step out of it like that, and then and then maybe it starts to constrict me again, and I would step out of it again and be fine. Mm. So yeah, the difference they, is the tires don't close around you, right? Right. Right. I just do they like close that fast that I'd be like, oh, I'm fucked. Yeah, probably. Right. Like know. that's how if they kill the people. Animals that it catches are slow? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah what yeah. do you think, Samuel? I think of, well, I, I mean, you bring up a good point, Boris. How would they ever eat? I, I think, like, I, maybe it's just from TV. I feel like constrictors move really slowly. Like, they're very strong and very slow. But that would make for a poor predator. So I guess I'm just an idiot. I think how they actually hunt in the wild is they, like, drop on things from, like, trees. And then you've they, got they like they thump their melon with gravity. Yeah, they they and then you've got like seventy pounds of snake on you, and you're like, what the fuck? And then you start getting squeezed, and then it's it's pretty much game over. Like yeah. I don't think I don't think they're on the ground like a garter snake, you know? No, I guess I was even thinking of that big of a snake just can't be moving that fast. I'll just go away. But but if it comes out of nowhere, death from above style. Yeah. Yeah, there are probably some YouTube videos that could answer this question. Although, but. really, I feel like I might be in a better situation than most people because I know what it looks like to drop 70 pounds of snake. Something is wrong with you medically. Either you, you're like that guy who injected all that stuff into his wiener or you're taking massive BMs. Just like inhuman dumps. <laughs> I got about I, think we need to I got about 12% into that joke and I was like just don't make the joke. Just you don't have to. No one's making you make it and I had to anyway. We should oh, know man. Sam did not dab after making that joke. <laughs> That's how you know who's ashamed of it. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Speaking of just absolute dumps, let's go to WNEP.com for this article. Yingling ships secret beer recipes to Texas in armored truck. 
Because you know what everybody's trying to break into? The secret recipe for yingling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it might it might just be a note card that says, I pissed in a cup, LOL. <laughs> right. So this article bugs me for a lot of different reasons. But one of the big ones is uh, they're like really hyping yingling up. So the first sentence is, a world famous brewery is expanding production and taking its beer to the West for the first time. Let's ask a random person in Taiwan if they know what yingling exactly. is. Exactly. Absolutely not. And then, yeah, uh, they call it, like, an iconic brewery. We have these three iconic brewing families, Miller, Molson, and Yingling. Just, just shut the fuck up. Just shut up. I'm just imagining the Family Feud game where three answers on the board. Name me an iconic brewing family. No one's getting <laughs> Yingling. And yeah. at the end when they have the thing where everyone struck out and they flip the thing and the audience yells it, no one's even going to pronounce Yingling right because it's spelled crazy and they haven't heard of it because it's not iconic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they're they're expanding to Texas and I guess as part of that they're sending over the secret recipe so that it can be brewed there like just right. So I don't know. All of this seems ridiculous. Like if you're that worried, encrypt it. Like that's what we do these days is we encrypt stuff. You know, it's not like somebody's going to be going into the vault and peering at the page recipe, like the physical page, when they go to brew this in Texas. All of this is nonsense. Yeah, the by far the easiest thing to do is just figure out who knows the recipe and either charm or kidnap them and mm -hmm. get it from them. Yeah. Someone's played D&D. &D. Look, man, it... Uh... <laughs> Let me tell you about security. It is much easier to get a person to tell you something than to uh, hijack an armored truck, I guess. I'm pretty sure that the Lufthansa air, like airline robbery, which was one of the biggest in the world, um, they like kidnapped the banker's family. And they were like, hey, tell us the schedule or we'll kill your family. And he was like, absolutely. And that's how they stole all that money. Yeah, I mean, most computer hacking is just like, oh, I... The secretary left her phone out on the desk, and so I yeah. emailed myself all of the files, or, like, somebody left something on a bus, or, right. you know, like, very few people are out there, like, guessing passwords and decrypting encrypted files and shit. Yeah. Just, like, the human element is so much easier to overcome than any actual security feature. So this seems like just a big publicity stunt to me. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously this is a big publicity stunt. I, I thought we were past that. Obviously this is a big publicity stunt. It's a question of, is this a good publicity stunt? I still say no. And we're talking about it, so take that I'm from me. It's kind of cool. Like, Well, Boris, you are from Texas, so you would like this. That's, I mean, that's fine. I, <laughs> just, like, they put... Look, anytime you get a chance to, like, be like, oh, I have something so valuable, it needs to go in an armored truck, and then you get an armored truck. Like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> armored trucks, pretty cool. Did you see that video of the attempted hijacking of an armored truck in uh, South Africa? No. I bet they didn't get it. They did not get it. Yeah, uh, it was yeah. in an armored truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, the driver is like freaking Jason Statham in The Transportationer. Like, he, he actually is, is pretty wild. And the guy next to him with the gun is just, like, the whole time. No, he, he does not know you. what to do. He, he, he does not know what to do, which is very funny. But they get away. 
They gave the wrong guy the gun. That's all I'm saying. It hasn't really occurred to me that it's, like, the driver's job to, like... I don't know. I, I thought the whole point of an armored truck was that everyone looks at it and goes, ah, oh, it's in an armored truck. There's no way I can well, get you it. You have to have someone worthwhile manning it. It's probably people who are, like, either former cops or ex-military it's, or something. Yeah, it's all former cops and soldiers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, armored trucks, like, they have crazy-ass drivers, and they have gun ports. So, like, you can stick a pistol in the gun port and, like, shoot somebody if they're trying to get into, Is like, it outgoing door. only? Otherwise, it's a terrible f- idea. Yeah, of course it's outgoing only. Okay, what good. do you mean? Yeah, it's a one-way bullet valve. So you can't you can't really, like, aim, but it's, like, aimed up. Like, if somebody goes to, like, turn the doorknob, like, they're going to get bodied if you shoot out of there. Yeah, shit's crazy. I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't rob an armored car? Or drive an armored car. I wouldn't do either of those things. But I would absolutely put, like, my family's secret formula in an armored car and drive it around. And then be like, hey, check it out, everybody. In my armored car. If only you could get in here, you'd know the secret to brewing yingling beer. (laughs) If they were really worried about security, you would just fax somebody. Because no one has bothered figuring out how to hack a fax machine. Because who has a fucking fax machine anymore? Yeah. My favorite old-timey encryption was you uh, shaved somebody's head and tattooed it on there and then waited for their hair to grow back. And that's how you, like, sent secret messages. And it's like, damn, man, you really must be acting on a slow time schedule if you have that amount of just playing around with. Tyler, I'm so glad you just said that because... I was planning on having that as a thing in a D&D campaign, and now I won't, because you'll know it's coming. Because <laughs> you know what it is. I do know what it is. I don't think I've ever, uh, in D&D, searched a character's hair for secret tattoos, so... Yeah, or nugs. People try to hide nugs in their hair, too, which is hilarious. Nugs of weed? Yeah, in dreads. Huh. Well, huh? It doesn't work. Sam, your hair's getting pretty long there. You could, uh... it, it wouldn't dread. It doesn't. I, like I don't have the right hair type for it. But I still think I could get some weed to stay up there if you get <laughs> five. I, mean, minutes. I could get a pencil to stay up here if you needed me to. <laughs> you just gotta get some real sticky icky. It'll roll in there. Ooh, <laughs> uh, what have you been up? To? It's not smoking weed. I know no, that. It's not. Um, I was actually hoping you would throw to me earlier because it was talking about me doing dad stuff and my content is dad stuff um so uh i achieved a new high score of time that i was solely independently responsible for the baby (laughs) this is fun yeah this game is called how much does three stacks trust sam you know what i wasn't gonna turn this into a game but how long do you think three stacks was not in the house such that I was the only one who could save the baby when the baby needed something. Boris, you go first. I have a guess, but I want you to go first. Have you announced a previous record before? No, we're both shooting blind. Okay. Four hours. Four hours. I'm guessing it's like 37 minutes. Ten hours. Oh! That's almost half a day. Bro. I mean, really, I only had to, like, be a parent for about six and a half of that, and then it, it was her bedtime, and she went to sleep and didn't wake up. But if she had woken up, 
I would have had to do something. <laughs> Which does does happen a lot of the time that she just wakes up. Um, so, um, where was Three Stacks, and why does she feel like she can have it all? <laughs> yeah, who is this absentee mother? <laughs> uh, she, you can't be making these jokes. We're recording this episode on Mother's Day. She'll be devastated. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, her friend, um, I was going to say friend of the show, absolutely not. Topic of the show every now and then, Glass Plus, uh, was having her bachelorette party. And so Three Stacks was at that. So she dipped around 12.30 and got back around 10.30. In the intervening hours, I parented. Oh, I see. She left your house at 10.30. What, no, 12.30 p.m., just after lunch, and got back uh-huh. at 10.30 at night. Okay. I was like, she left at 12.30 at night, got back at 10 at... That doesn't make any goddamn sense. Yeah, it's one of those where you um, party and then have brunch and then leave. <laughs> no, right. absolutely not that. Yeah, so uh, I, I had her. I, I, I gave her naps. I gave her meals. I gave her amusements, like taking her into the backyard and throwing a ball for the dogs because it makes them fight. And she thinks it's very funny when the dogs <laughs> fight. And should that be alarming? Maybe. But she didn't yell at me while it was happening, so it's a success. Now, what's Three Stacks' record for being alone with your child? Dude, that's a good question. I want to say it's more, but maybe not. Well, there was, there was a, um... Has there been a full day? I don't think I've, just for COVID reasons, been away for a full day. Right, it seems like a hard time to do that. I mean, there were many times, like, um, when I was back at work full-time and she was still watching the baby. Like, her maternity leave was longer than my paternity leave. So she was in the house, but completely responsible for the kid. And I didn't help at all for a whole work day, you know, um, nine-ish hours or whatever. So she did that many, many, many times. But, But you were there. But I was there. I just wasn't helping right so i don't know maybe i have the record i think you'll hold this over her head wait no not on mother's day oh wait yeah you've got uh five hours what four hours oh well five hours in your time zone man speaking of mother's day uh there's a phoneme that the baby learned today and has been very into and it is poorly timed because it is da (laughs) so a lot of da 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 um, and like, I completely understand that she doesn't know that Dada would mean me theoretically. Like, it's not her saying me, it's just she's practicing saying syllables because that's where she's at developmentally. But, but oh boy, dude, it threw me for a twirl. It was, it, it just like her looking at me and saying, Dada is, ugh, ooh, ah. <sighs> But um, I was worried three texts would get jealous, so I told the baby that she will address me as um, Lord Protector. And if she's feeling very familiar, like if it's an emotional moment, then she can call me father. <laughs> That's good. You're, uh, yeah, it's always important to establish boundaries in a relationship, in any relationship. So that's good. Right. Keep your friends close, your enemies closer, and your daughters at arm's length. Right. 
Well, uh, I'll tell you, from Delish.com, we've got an article about how Miller is trying to... Pick a size oh and so Whose was that? And should we take a step back and go yeah. again? That was me. The Yingling site just decided that... Uh, well, so the internet knows that I am going through the wedding planning process, so I have been getting a lot of ads for uh, various uh, things, and each thing needs to be like... Hey, I know you're a guy going through a wedding, but it's okay because we're the manliest site on the internet, and uh, everything on our site is gun or whiskey themed. So, your you wedding is gonna smell like lumber. Now, is it yeah, that, is it that the the world has evolved a lot in the last four years, or is it that I was such a bad husband to be that the internet did not figure out that I was getting married, and I still don't think has. <laughs> Because it knows I'm a parent. It, it sends me, like, diaper shit. But I never got anything about uh, the wedding, leading up to the wedding. I mean, I've, I've been looking at rings online, I guess. I don't know if you did that or if you just, like, went to a jeweler and got, got yourself one. Yeah, we did that because there wasn't a pandemic at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've probably been more actively looking at things online than I normally would. But... I don't know. Weddings, when you when you have to buy, like, things for groomsmen or, like, it's it's just, like, reverts to this primal, like, aggressively gendered thing. Get him a gun. Yeah, it's, like, the only thing men want are these, like, Jack Daniels whiskey barrel stave uh, carving knives. So you're... I do want that, actually. And yeah, you're like kind of, but like I'm not gonna get all my groomsmen a fucking knife. Are you kidding me? I well, Boris. See, the thing you may not know about me is that I collect knives. So uh, eventually, oh, so you that knives. All right, send a couple my way. Well, so uh, well, I was gonna say is um, an extra knife would be great to eventually wind up in my victim. Ah, uh, yes, and then they'll tie <laughs> back to me. The right. perfect crime. Right. Tyler takes the ideal. <laughs> The idea of a death by a thousand cuts very seriously and thinks he needs to impale someone with a thousand knives. So he's just collecting knives until he's a thousand That's why I'm getting really knives. small. I gotta get the really little pocket knives. Like, I only get the tiny little Swiss Army ones because I can fit more in somebody. That's right. I mean, uh, you well, make a good point, Boris, about uh, how you those things need to be manly and you feel like they need to. I don't know if you guys remember, but your groomsmen gifts were flasks and whiskey bottles or uh or whiskey no, glasses oh, yeah. yeah they're dope that was my favorite little tumbler until i put a big block of ice in it and it just shattered the whole thing because i think i froze it too quickly i've also broken one of them they're i wouldn't call them sturdy oh, i still have mine i, I mean guess I, I just very heavily but i just care more about sam's relationship than anybody else do you know what this says it's engraved it says Barley. 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 Yep, that's right. We got them for the animals. That's, that's funny. right. But this sure. still works. Because I was I was talking about relationships, and, and we're still talking about relationships. So let's go to this delish.com, because Miller High Life is trying to bring somebody on board a new relationship. Uh, they're hiring a champagne of beers ambassador. You get 20K and free beer for a year. Uh, Wait, this is Miller? Yeah. That's – when I think of – three brewing families one of them is miller one of the one of the iconic brewing families that's right well yeah. there's there's yingling and then i can't 
I can't name another There's one. There's Yingling and who Yingling. gives a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest. So, uh, Miller wants this uh, Champagne of Beers ambassador to... I don't even know what. Um, be, a, be a brand ambassador for this push they're trying to, to make at the Milwaukee Common Council uh, to have um, that area be the Champagne of Beers region... Uh, and have the council declare that only beers invented with it within its borders will be considered the champagne of beers. Oh, uh, I'm so mad for so many reasons. Yeah. So uh, this article by Delish is not that in depth. So it says you get twenty thousand dollars free beer for a year. You get an all expenses paid trip to Milwaukee. But, Ooh, like, just, that's like an hour and a half away. <laughs> but so like. Do you just have to be the ambassador during that trip, or do you have to like set up shop in Milwaukee? Because twenty thou is not a good salary if you have to like actually be doing things. I would argue that yeah, twenty thousand isn't a good salary in most cases. <laughs> yeah, it's not telling me what my obligations are as right. the ambassador. If it's just like collect twenty thousand dollars and go to Milwaukee for a weekend, do I like can a do that real quick? Yeah, right. Yeah, I can do that. Sure. It's occurring to me that when, not if, this is my hot take, when we as a nation implement universal basic income, uh, it's it'll, there will be much debate of what that salary will be. 20K? Like, obviously, 20K is not a whole lot to live on in a year, but you can do it. What do you guys think about 20K as a figure? Well, since it's already taking my biggest expense, Miller High Life, and giving it to me for free, uh, the rest of my lifestyle could easily fit into 20K. I right, think. that's your food and your drink, Miller High Life. That's right. Because it's watery enough to hydrate you. That's right. It's actually, it gets you less drunk as you drink it. It's weird. Because you just can't stop peeing. <laughs> So yeah, I think you're not you're not looking at the whole compensation package here, which is 20k and Miller High Life, and it takes care of that trip to Milwaukee I've been planning. Right. Uh, so it's like twenty thousand two hundred dollars. What if yeah. that was part of universal basic income? Is everyone gets a free trip to Milwaukee? <laughs> like, yeah, like how did whatever rep for Milwaukee swing that shit? That's impressive. It's a Game of Thrones oh, yeah. move. Yeah, in this future you created. You could picture Biden just getting up being like, all right, listen here, Mac, we're going to revitalize the Detroit and Milwaukee economies by just sending Americans there. And then uh, he sends you to all the crumbling Rust Belt cities. We're going like, to call it the surge. Yeah. Oh, boy. Is is Milwaukee in such a bad state that it is mentioned in the same breath as Detroit in that way? I didn't realize it was that poor off. I don't think so. It just like occurred to me as a, a, a like weird democratic think tank strategy where they're like, oh, if only we could get like a bunch of yuppie tourists into these cities, we'd like have it made. And then I had to integrate it with Miller High Life somehow. So here we are. Sure. Okay, that makes sense. We're back in the high life again. Don't worry, I won't come for Wisconsin like that. I I was hoping that this article would be that they were sending people to champagne france to, <laughs> to like you know uh, obviously as because it's just this is stupid stupid marketing bullshit regardless 
if you're going to do that stupid marketing bullshit, make it like, well, we make the champagne of beers. And now we're in Champagne, France, and we're making a beer here. So it's the only champagne beer of beers beer. That's a good idea, Sam. Maybe you should be the champagne of beers ambassador. That makes more sense than whatever this proposition is. But it involves one international flight, so they were unwilling to shell out. I do like that one of the requirements here is uh, you have to go sign up on their website and uh, write them a 50 words or fewer essay. 50 words or fewer? Right. Seventh grade? Yeah, that's like three sentences. And... I don't know. I just really, I feel like there's a, there's an interesting, I want them to show me some of these essays because I think some of them could be really good. Me like beer. I'm like writing right. one in my head and I'm like, my topic sentence isn't over and I'm 16 words in. <laughs> I need to, I need to pare this down. The like Venn diagram of people who would apply for this and people who write essays. I don't know. I just need to see what a 50 words or less winning essay is yeah. that gets you 20k and free beer for life or a year or whatever i'm really glad that uh delish.com has put essay in quotes here because they know that not an essay <laughs> what if i just how many words on like a 20 dollar bill you know what i mean i what sorry I just... sorry baby you know me i only got hundos <laughs> what if i just mail them a crisp 20 and i'm like huh <laughs> Your essay is just e pluribus unum. Huh? Now I'm just thinking, like, how long is the preamble of the Constitution? It's got to be more than 50 words, right? For sure. And that's like, yeah. that's, that's one sentence, right? The first sentence, yeah. I'm pretty sure the first sentence of Great Expectations is more than 50 words. Uh, well, in conclusion, suck it, Miller. Yeah, <laughs> suck it, Miller. I don't know. I'd take a free year of beer, I guess. I guess I'm not willing to do anything to enter this contest, though. Right. I'm not going to go so far as to write a 50-word essay for it. That's honestly too many words to dignify this contest with. Tyler, let me ask you. If you knew for sure you would win and all you had to do was send out a 50-word tweet yeah. saying... Well, I don't think I could do that. <laughs> saying how good Miller Lite is. Yeah. I guess you don't have enough characters. You'd have to come up with some short so ass words. Yeah. Yeah. It well, um so... is um yep. Um I uh is um yep. So obviously I would take twenty thousand dollars and free beer. But again, like if I have to go and spend time in Milwaukee other than like a long weekend, I don't think I would do it. Is this a mandatory trip? Right. Is right. it question they'll put you up it'll be like, in a I, gulag but they'll put you up i don't get paid a lot right now like i did eat some food out of the trash the other day once again um but i get paid enough that i don't need to take twenty thousand dollars to go live in milwaukee <laughs> now pivoting quickly i heard a little bird told me tyler that you ate some food out of the trash let's <laughs> yes, hear about that did. somebody left like half a chicken in the trash and i was like Oh, I'm going to eat that, obviously. Okay, are we talking a rotisserie chicken? Or are we talking someone, a chicken farmer, took a machete to a bird and <laughs> threw half of it in the trash? Come on, Sam. It was a chicken yeah. farmer being like, oh, I'm only hungry enough for, like, a wing and a breast tonight. Oh, I was thinking the, the chicken, like, you know, 
said the n-word to him and and he punished him in this way i don't go around eating racist chicken samuel okay you don't know that tyler <laughs> you i don't. do i ask every place i go do you source this from a racist chicken farm hmm um it was like a rotisserie chicken it was at work uh i don't I don't know who, what kind of – I don't think I work with that many monsters that would just toss half a rotisserie chicken. But I guess I've got to reevaluate my coworkers. I don't know why you're bringing that to work. Like I would say bring it home, pick it at home and put, you know, put the meat in a Tupperware and, you know, put it in a chicken salad or bring, you know, bring a, a, a couple dump, uh, drumsticks in or whatever. Yeah. Pop it in a stew, you know? Sure. But – uh. Well, but I'll tell you, I was pretty satisfied. So now did you, if you picked it clean and you had a carcass, did you then just like throw it around in a conference room saying, who did this? (laughs) I spiked it uh, uh, outside, like on the walkway leading up to the entrance so that everybody would be forced to pass it and confront their crime. And then you put right. a little note on it and said, if anyone wants to give free chicken, don't throw it in the trash. Just take it to my office. I I am the trash. Right. Yeah. Everyone yeah, agrees. Oh, food refuse. You know, I, I threw it away actually in a separate trash can because I don't want anybody – I'm not I'm not ashamed of eating trash food. I talk about it obviously, but I don't really want somebody at work being like – Yo, yo, who ate my chicken? Who ate my trash chicken? That would be such a bizarre experience to throw half a rotisserie chicken away and then an hour later, like, throw, I don't know, a garden gnome in there? Who knows what this fucking person's doing? Right. And then they, and they like, they look in and see that the bird has been picked clean and put back in there. Yeah. I think you would assume that there's rats in there or something. Which Almost. arguably is correct. Yeah. One big rat. But uh, that's all I've been up to. Are you going to rate these beers, boys? Speaking of things that are up, what's up with your beer, Boris? <laughs> nice. Oh. Wow, what a good transition. Uh, I had Dialed Down India Pale Ale by Trillium Brewery. This is brewed with Sauvignon Blanc grape juice. 7.1%. It's about all the details I can find. Yeah, I don't know. It's still just like, it. I don't get what the grape juice was for or did. Um, <laughs> like, this beer was fine. This is a fine New England IPA, if you're into those, which I am, so it was a good, it was a good experience. Uh, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a five, because this was more expensive than a New England IPA should be, and I feel like they just are trying to jack up the price with this, this fancy-ass French named grape juice. Yeah. Um, but it's really not not doing much for the beer itself. I would argue that what those grapes are for, and they succeed, is to make you popular and interesting. Oh, <laughs> right. So perhaps if you are popular and interesting, or would like to become popular and interesting, I'll recommend this beer to you. Oh, I gotta get some. Oh, Tyler, honey. I was gonna say, <laughs> looking at you, Jed, but then you kind of undercut it. <laughs> It's not the best joke, Sam. It's the fastest joke. You're right. You're right. That's right. It's a well, numbers. speaking of not the best, I had uh, from Dogfish Head Mango Smoothie. 
uh, fruit tart ale, 6.5% ABV. The one cool thing about this is, I don't know if you can see it, but on the label here, there's a little tower. Yeah. And that's one of the um, spotting towers at the place where I work. So it is kind of cool that my work is like on uh, a thing that's all around the country. But that's maybe the best thing I can say for Mango Smoothie. It was just it was just too yogurty for me, man. It just tasted funky and yogurty. Um, I mean, it did taste like mango, so that's to its credit. Uh, but it's just it's just not my style. Um, so I'm gonna give this a three eight, and I'm gonna recommend this to people who like really love like yogurt and fruit cups or like fruit smoothies because it does taste kind of like that. But it's just it's just not for me, Samuel. Yeah, I had Wiley Roots Catbury Cream. Pros. I learned from this beer that you can make a beer so sweet that it covers up the taste of alcohol in the same way as a heavy hop flavor or heavy smoke flavor or heavy spice flavor can. Which is interesting. Cons include, it was way too sweet! <laughs> And as a result, I didn't like drinking it. I would much rather just taste the booze. Uh, this this did it tastes a little bit like a science experiment of someone being like, "Let's see how sweet we can make this shit." And the answer is quite, and also <laughs> two. So I'm gonna give this a two five, and recommend this to people with a sweet tooth. Wow, low. Uh, when when like a five is your high rating, it's. Whew. Do you know what you're drinking next week, Samuel? Yes, uh, kind of. Uh, some, something involving the words pineapple upside down cake. Oh, I hope that one's not too sweet. <laughs> Fuck you, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Boris, thank you for being on. I don't know what Sam's talking about. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a pleasure to come and get berated, as always. Absolutely. Listener, if you want to berate us, you can email us at brewsdaytuesdaypodcast.gmail.com. You can tweet at us at brewsdaytuesday. You can comment on the links at brewsdaytuesday.com. Don't let us keep it down. We'll see everyone next episode. Goodbye. Uh, don't forget to suggest atonement suggestions. Oh, oh yeah. That's an, even, that's an even better reason to email us. Now, goodbye. That's right. In case you've never actually reached out to us before, which I think constitutes literally everybody, uh, this would be a good time to start. Am I allowed to say goodbye now? Say goodbye, Sam. Bye. Sure, bye. Bye. Here comes a beer. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy. Forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better. Oh, damn it. Last week I said say goodbye, J-Balls, and he said goodbye. And this week I said say goodbye, Sam, and you said goodbye. And neither one of you picked up the brilliant joke laying right there. Oh, I, should, I was supposed to say goodbye, Sam. It's like I'm teeing you up for a classic, and you're like, no thanks. I'd rather not be hilarious. So 